afternoon. This is the Executive Girlfriends Group, and it is Friday, November 4th, 2011. And it is my pleasure to welcome back uh, one of our top show guests, uh, Leslie Truex. And Leslie is the author of a book called The Work at Home Success Bible. And uh, this book talks uh, about uh, all the different aspects of of working at home, both starting your own business, balancing work in your home life, uh, telecommuting, uh, if that is something that your company is open to. And what I asked Leslie to talk about today, and I'll have her introduce herself in just a second here, is that uh, I have worked, uh, I've worked for myself for 16 years, but I have worked at home uh, for the last four and uh, I actually have a love-hate relationship with working at home. So wanted to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of working at home. And so, Leslie, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm thrilled to be here. Great. Can you talk just a little bit more directly into your microphone if you're using a headset, just adjust it a little bit because you're a little How bit quieter than I am and uh, the balance is important on the recording. Is that better? That is much better. Thank you so much. Well, Leslie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your life before becoming an author? (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I didn't set out to be a writer, actually. And, in fact, writing used to terrify me. I just uh, uh, sold an article that uh, the title is Phobic Writer to Published Author. (laughs) I would have never guessed that that is something I would be. But... When I wanted to work at home and began to take advantage of the Internet opportunities to work from home, at that point, and still in many cases, the written word was the primary way that that you were going to make money. Either, you know, you're sending stuff digitally over the Internet to a boss or you're, you know, writing content and selling it, whatever it is. It was mostly through the written word. And, you know, now we have audio and video, but writing is still an important part of that. So, obviously, I had to write a lot. And... Uh, would just share information about working at home, how to do it, what to avoid, all those types of things. And really I would get a lot of questions about the same sorts of things, primarily about telecommuting. And I just thought, you know, there's really no books out there on this. And so that's when I thought, you know, maybe maybe I could write a book about this since I'm writing about it every day on my website. And right. so that's that's really how that came about. But my background really in working at home uh, didn't start with giving out work at home information. It was actually working at home. I you know did I sold real estate for a while, but uh, my background is in social work. So I was able to find a work at home job that allowed me to do social work, and then through that was able to share information about working at home with other people. Very interesting. Well. Uh, as I mentioned, I, I know that you intended to kind of touch on each of those things, the home-based business, telecommuting, and, and uh, you know, living and working at home and how all of that fits together. Uh, I normally ask, you know, who, who the audience for the book was, but I think that there's something in here for everyone, you know, whether you are someone who works for a large corporation and, uh, you know, you've got people who want to work at home and you don't really understand it. You know, if you've never worked at home, uh, I know it's really easy for people to think that all we do is, you know, sit and watch Oprah and eat bonbons. And uh, (laughs) I haven't found my box of bonbons. I'm sure they're here somewhere. (laughs) Well, Oprah's gone now, so. Oh, well, that's right. Well, it just shows you how dated I am and, and how I don't turn on daytime TV. Right. Um, You know, my original pitch was for a book specifically, 
specifically on telecommuting because there, there is a lot of material out there about uh, home-based uh, businesses. And, but there really wasn't about telecommuting, not just, you know, how – how to ask your boss to work at home, but also how how do you go out and find a job where someone will let you work from home. But the publisher came back and said, you know, we want the be-all book on working at home. And I was happy to write it because I thought, you know, I would have liked to have had this book when I was starting out. And so that was really sort of the approach I took was what was the book I wanted to read. So it covers a lot uh, for some people that already been working at home. It may not go as far in depth as you want, but it's really geared towards people who really don't know what to do next um, and really don't understand what all options are out there for them. There's a lot of them. And it, it guides them through, you know, how do they take what they know how to do or love to do or whatever and turn that into a job or a business or ask their boss right. to work from home and that type of thing. Well, I'd like to give our listeners um, an overview of the book because I think that that's, that's really helpful. And I know we're not going to have time to dig into all of these topics, but I want to let them know that they're there. And I apologize, I've got a handset here that I haven't figured out how to turn. There, I turned the volume down. There. Sorry about that. Um, so so, so here we are, the reality of living and working. There you go. <laughs> Technology <laughs> loves it. it. <laughs> don't have your home phone sitting next to your business phone. <laughs> Especially if there's nobody home to answer it. Um, anyway, the the first part of this book is all about living and working at home and, and what it means to be uh, having uh, very little separation. I mean, some people are able to accomplish more separation than others. Uh, I happen to have a house that has uh, a large loft upstairs. And, I mean, it's perfect because it, it was big enough for my furniture that I had when I did have an office, and I've got a gorgeous view of a marina. And, you know, this time of year in Florida, I've got the sliding glass doors open, and who can complain about this? Well, um, you know, after 4 o'clock when the kids get home, you know, having to say, shh, instead of getting to listen to what they want, that's my reality. And, and Leslie, I know not everyone is uh, is a mother uh, or a wife, um, you know, some people are, are single or have roommates. So what are some of the other realities that you covered in this book? Well, I tried to cover, you know, when I first wanted to work at home, my images were of, because I was a wife and a mother, was, you know, my house would be clean and my kids would <laughs> go to the park every day and all this stuff would be done. And and the last thing, I didn't even think about it, was the actual work part, <laughs> <laughs> you think about flexibility, you think about all these things, uh, but right. work is involved and it the challenges are you have to be organized, you have to put yourself on a schedule, which was very hard for me. I, I like to run, be loose with my time and everything, but by doing that I, I may not get anything done. And, you, you know, there's, there's a lot of people think I'm going to have more time, but time just goes. Right. <laughs> and it's four o'clock, and your kids are getting off the bus, and you're like, "Oh my God, what have I done? I haven't done anything today." Uh, and then mm-hmm. knowing what it is you have to do, particularly if you're in a home business, you got to focus on the activities that are going to generate money more than twittering and facebooking, and you know, unless you know those things are, you know, bringing in the money right away. So right. you know, there's a lot to do with really understanding where your money comes from, focusing on the activity, being organized, uh, and getting it done is one big part of it. Well, the the different I can go chapters on and that on. are 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I know there's so much to talk about here, and I really do want to get uh, to uh, the topic that you and I had talked about earlier in the week, and that that's really the kind of the internal conflict about this whole thing. But right. the, this first section talks not only about the realities of, of living and working in the same place and, and some of the tips about the best way uh, to work at home, but um, Leslie also brings up the question, can you afford not to work at home? And Leslie, you wrote this at a time, you know, gas was probably pretty expensive and and uh you know th- there are things that you have to consider particularly if you have worked at home for a long time and you actually get a job uh my husband is going through that right now and and uh he starts a new job next monday and and he you know he hasn't worked in an office environment for 11 years um right. so so what what is the can you afford not to work at home all about Well, really, what a lot of people don't realize, and this is particularly true when you have a two-income household uh, in which there's a lot of expense, particularly if they have children. Um, But that's not to say single people don't have this or couples without children don't have this. But it's always important to run the numbers because when I was working outside the home, I ran these numbers. I found this book. I think it's out of print, and it's called something like Shattering the Two-Income Myth or something like that. And basically it says... You know, for two-income families, that second job may not be bringing in enough money for you. And so, when I ran the numbers about what it cost me to do that job, and I only commuted maybe five miles. I'm, I wasn't like some people that were driving for an hour each way. You know, I wasn't going very far. But um, when I ran the numbers, like three quarters of my income went to pay for things so I could work. And I thought, well, no wonder we're broke. (laughs) (laughs) By working at home, you know, I was able to earn a lot less and we still survived. As a matter of fact, you know, the first years I was home, I earned way less than I did at that job outside the home. And yet we actually had more money Hmm. because I saved a lot of money by working at home. I I did so I had a newer car at the time and I was willing to sell that and get a used car. So that saved me some money, but I wasn't driving as much. I didn't have as much child care I had to pay for. Uh so it really saved me a lot of money. So it's really I think people need to run the numbers regardless. You know, don't quit your job till you run the numbers. But I think a lot of people are surprised. They think they have to replace their income to work from home and that may not be the case because they may save a lot of money. Right, right. I think that is such a good point. And, you know, being able to take stock of that uh, in in making that decision I think is really important. So um, you also talk a little bit about about creating the office environment in the home, and I, I, I suspect that has to do with no matter what you have to work with, you have to find a place that is uh, defined and is yours so that you know when you leave it. And and so if you only have a place where you're working at the kitchen counter and you're eating you know, lunch and dinner and maybe even breakfast there and, and, you know, you're just always in the same place. It's really, really hard uh, to have that separation that you need of of the beginning and the ending of the day or the week. Yeah, I definitely, I think if you can, you know, get a room in your house, that's ideal. But, you know, my first office was in a coat closet, so, you know, you make do with what you got. Uh, but if you have the space and you can have a separate office and it has a door, uh, also knowing how you work. Like I need natural light when I work. And, you know, at one point we were looking for houses and they all, you know, they might advertise they have a home office, but it would be down in the basement and there'd be no light. And I'd be like, I can't right. work here. <laughs> so, uh, knowing those types of things. And then, of course, you know, having everything that you need to get the job done. Right. 
So, yeah, and you and I were talking a little bit earlier before everybody got on the phone uh, about what would this have looked like, you know, 15, 20 years ago when we didn't have all this amazing technology at our fingertips. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know what a photocopier would have cost, um, you know, or whether you would have been doing, you know, well, I guess I'm dating myself to say that I even know what a mimeograph machine is. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think about the tools that we have today and, and just research. I remember, um, you know, the first book that I wrote, which was uh, I started it back in 1998. And, um, you know, just research at that time because we didn't have broadband. You know, we still pretty much had dial-up at home. And I, I found a place where I could go every day that had – um, you know, it, I don't know if it was even called broadband then, but it was faster than what I had at home. So, you know, I went and did my research there. But uh, we do have amazing tools uh, available to us. So let's just turn our discussion quickly to telecommuting, telecommuting because I want to make sure that for our listeners who uh, perhaps would like to work at home, maybe even just a, a day or two a week, um, you know, because uh, particularly with the price of gas and the amount of time that you can get tied up in traffic. Uh, I've got friends who commute, you know, and they're in the car four hours a day. Um, and, you know, I'm going to be spending four hours a day in the car, you know, going back and forth and taking my kids to school. So, you know, uh, thinking about productive ways, um, you know, to use that that time, you know, versus uh, again, can you afford not to just work at home and, and give up all of that um, that time and energy? Well, you know, when it comes to telecommuting, it, you know, there really are a, a lot of benefits to it for both the employee and the employer, uh, and you know, a lot of employers are opening up to the idea of it because they know. Uh, in many ways, it can save them money, but they also know that a happy employee is a more productive employee, so they're they're much more open to it. But there there's still some resistance to it because of that idea that people are sitting home and eating bonbons and watching. Well, they're not watching Oprah. Right. I don't know what they're watching, Doctor Oz or something. But right. um, you know, so if and I really think that people should start with their own employer first before they go out and seek employment because it really is easier to turn a job into a work-at-home job uh, than it is to, to go out and get a, a work-at-home job. And really that's about inventorying what you're doing, you know, what your job is that you can do at home, and then presenting your employer with a proposal, but really focusing on how you're working at home is going to help the company because, you know, they don't really care about your child care hassles and how far you have to drive. Uh, but they they would be interested in hearing how you're going to get more done or how you're going to save the money or, you know, a lot of companies, their resources are maxed out. I remember when I worked outside the home, there was one computer for nine people. And, uh, you know, so you can say, hey, look, you know, now there will be one computer for eight people because right. I got one at home. <laughs> so right. that type of thing um, is, is really, you know, really looking at it from the employer's standpoint and, you know, kind of marketing it to them like, you know, this is really going to help you. You know, my, my working at home will do that. But you also have to be worthy. It's a perk. So you have to have been a good employee and, you know, all those types of things for them to even consider it. Got it, got it. So, 
you know, let's let's move on a little bit. Uh, I want to just touch quickly, uh, just at least sharing the uh, the titles for for the section on home business. So you do talk about starting a home business, creating a business from scratch versus buying a home business, and there are are a lot of different things uh, that you can choose from. Um, you know, certainly there are businesses that you can start online, and and people are making money with with eBay and being an affiliate for Amazon and various other storefronts. But um, you know, I will say that I, it, those things are are not for the faint of heart. I don't don't know how you feel about it, but it takes a lot to vet those, and you really have to do your homework. Well, I think with anything, I. I the problem with the internet is is you know we talked about how there's a lot more tools and resources available to us they're cheaper they're easier to use but people sort of equate that with uh things being automatic oh i'll just put stuff <laughs> on ebay and i'll be able to work at home or i'll just put up a website and i'll be able to work at home and regardless of what you choose to do you you have to work and you have to understand what you're doing and the reason so many internet marketers fail is they don't get that part you know they don't understand marketing they don't understand you know how right. people find them on the internet that type of thing and so you really have to take your time to learn all that stuff, you know, if you're buying into a business, it, you know, are these products and services you like? Are they good? Are you willing to stand behind them? You know, all those types of things you have to know, uh, or it's it's just not going to work. Right, and you spend a lot of time actually in in the last section of the book about the business of running a business and and what it takes to make it legal and you know, dealing with money and not everyone, I mean, all of us know how to spend it. Uh, some of us know how to save it, but actually making sure that there is more coming in than what is going out and having, a you know, proper books and all of that is very, very key to business success. And uh, it takes a village to run a business, even if you are a sole proprietor. You know, you've got to have people around you who support you. And I want to come back to that when we when we talk about this love-hate thing with working at home. Um, you know, you talked a little bit or implied, you know, that you really do need a business plan and you do need a marketing plan. And there are uh, lots of tools available to help you build that. But, uh, again, uh, Leslie spends... Uh, about 10 or 15 pages uh, you know on these topics and specifically about marketing marketing both uh in the offline world and the online world. So, you know, Leslie, let's talk a little bit about what happens. Uh I was sharing with you that here my husband and I, we used to own an office and actually before that we rented an apartment uh that was uh within walking distance from our house and we rented that apartment as our office so that we would have a place to go. And it actually worked out really well because we had a consulting firm where we used uh, remote teams. And there were times when we had to have brainstorming sessions. And so the kitchen, you know, dining room area was our conference room. Uh, I had my desk in the living room, and we had my husband's office in one of the bedrooms. And then the, the master bedroom, uh, we actually had set up as a, be a bedroom so that when people came in to work with us, they'd have a place to stay. And it was a wonderful setup. Um, then we sold that and or uh, moved out of that and decided because the real estate market was great, we bought a second house and that house became our office. Similar kind of setup, only lots more room. The business grew. Uh, we were, I don't know, doing a, a million, two million dollars in consulting a year at that time. And then we bought an office building and moved into an office and we had 
uh, our consulting company, and then we launched a technology company. And at you know at the height of things, we had probably 15 people in the office, and I loved it. Um, I loved being able to go into the conference room and to brainstorm things, and I had this great glass block wall where I put sticky notes all over it and, and was able to organize my work. And then four years ago, for a whole bunch of reasons, we ended up having to sell that office, and both of us moved home. And so here we are four years later, um, ha- have been through a lot of different things in, in the business, um, still do a little bit of consulting, run an, an online travel business, um, you know, still own the technology of the company that we built, and I'm trying to figure out what my next thing is. But what I realized last week is I really miss people. So I, I know that this was addressed in your book, but you know I think this is actually food for for like the next time around of uh, you know when you uh, are pitching a book. I think there has to be something about this. Do we go back to an office to fulfill that, uh, or you know you you I'd like you to uh, reiterate the quote that you said before we started um, uh, the recording because it was so so true. And every time <laughs> I think about escaping home, it's like uh uh-uh, uh you know the grass is not greener. <laughs> Yeah, well, I will say that it's going to be different for different people. You know, some people thrive on the energy of having other people around. But I know for me, when people say, oh, you know, I can't work, I have to go back to an office, I don't get it. Because for me, what I said to you earlier was a bad day at home is still better than a good day of commuting to a job. Uh, that I really like being at home. But I am an extrovert. I'm very social, uh, and I have just found ways to meet that need that allows me to to work at home. And that's not to say I don't get frustrated at home or feel isolated at home. But the things that I like most about working at home, I could never get at a job. So, you know, for me, the answer is to stay at home. But for somebody else, you know, if their reason for staying home was to be with the kids or whatever, and now the kids are grown and gone, then certainly maybe going back to an office, even part time, might might be the answer. But I don't get that because you know I just love being at home. Yeah, you know, I mean, mine isn't. It's really tied to getting the intellectual stimulation. And and being around really, really bright people, which I've always been very fortunate to, you know, when I did work in a company and even having my own company, you know, I hired the best and the brightest and, and loved people who were intellectually curious and, and you know, who could work through a problem. And, and, I mean, that's what my firm is. Solutions is the name of the consulting firm. And, and so we were trying to find solutions for problems. And, and it was just that interaction. I'm not talking about going back to office politics and all of the, you know, spending all day in meetings and, and the, you know, the meeting culture that is so pervasive in corporate life today. Um or putting myself in somebody else's hands. I mean, I think what I have been toying uh, with, and, and again, it was so timely to run across uh, uh, how well your previous show was doing on the Executive Girlfriends Group um, as far as people downloading it, because I thought, you know, I really do need to take another look at this because I know I love the freedom. Um, but I'm wondering what I can do to supplement and uh, and whether there what you and I were joking earlier about you know is there kind of an equivalent of a play date you know where you can get together a bunch of bright people locally and and just have an outlet for you know whether it's having a cup of coffee but I I don't know well there I don't is know the answer 
There is, and and I do that myself. I, you know, there's a website called Meetup, and I have a Meetup group that's in my area. And a lot of the Meetup groups that are related to work at home professionals or home business and stuff, they tend to be networking groups. But you know, our group is purposely set up to not be networking, which is not to say. I won't refer somebody to the graphic designer in the group, you know, if if I know somebody. But really what we do is we just meet and hang out. We commiserate. We go out for ice cream. Last week we went out, uh, Whole Foods contacted us and said, you know, we'd like to do a thing for you on eating well and we'll feed you. And I thought, that sounds good. So we went for that. <laughs> so it is, you know, it's That's sort of cool. like we get we get tired of the four walls we get tired of, you know, dealing with difficult, you know, some of the people in our group uh, provide a service and they get tired of some of their clients and stuff like that. So we just sort of get together and we understand what it's like to do what we do. So we sometimes we commiserate, but mostly it's just to, you know, kind of get out and have fun, a play date, essentially. Right, right. But well, I'm definitely going to have many, to look into that. Yeah, or start, you know, and meet up. I bet you they're in Florida. There's got to be tons of them. Um, again, some of them are are networking oriented, and and that's not us. You may have to start your own meetup group, which, you know, allows you to do what you want to do. But you know, the other thing is, is some of the stuff you can do online, unless you need the face to face energy that you get. You know, there are mastermind groups or you know other ways online that you can sort of communicate with other people. Uh, you have to be careful that it doesn't take up too much of your time. And right. the other thing is is that you need to develop – the one thing about going out to a job is, you know, you leave your house, you're not home anymore, you're in work mode, and you go to work, then you leave work and you come home and you're out of work mode, you're home mode. I mean, it's very distinctive, personal right. and work. And at home, those distinctions can get really hard. And <laughs> what happens yeah. is a lot of people – you know, think they're, oh, I just want to try this thing. This will be fun, but it's related to your business. You're never really away from your business. So I'm like, you need to go back and figure out what your hobbies were because a lot of people don't have hobbies anymore because <laughs> they're working all the time. Exactly. And I do that. I'm in a I'm in a writer's group, and, you know, I write nonfiction, but I think maybe only once or twice in the three or four years have I actually brought a nonfiction piece to this writer's group. Um, you know, my hobby is writing fiction. So I get out, I get away, I get with people related not to work, but in a hobby. And, you know, that helps too. Well, I think that's a really good point. And, you know, I, I found myself, I, I was telling my husband the other day that, uh, you know, now that he's going off and he's going to be working full time, um, that I wanted to just take a month and, and do nothing, you know. And, and there you we go. always joke about going and buying my bonbons and sitting home and eating bonbons. <laughs> but, um, you know, but uh, when I said that, I thought, okay, so what would I do? Like if I if I completely stayed away from my computer for a month, which, you know, don't worry, it's not going to happen. But That would um, frighten me, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know I – email. <laughs> well, that too. But, you know, I mean, I, I – um, the executive girlfriends group is a, a really, really important part of my life, and and you know for a long time we had, you know, fairly large groups of people that were on the call every every week, and everybody's doing more with less, and you know it's just so hard to carve out time for yourself, um, that you know most of our people uh, listen uh, on demand, and you know I realized that I 
so looked forward to the camaraderie on the call every Friday that now that we have a smaller group, I mean, we tend to have deeper conversations when, you know, when we're done with the speaker portion. But uh, anyway, I just, uh, I really wanted to hear your insights on that. And that's really, really super practical. And and I am going to take a look at that for sure, Leslie. And and you're right. Um, I'm sure that there are groups that are already getting together, but I don't want to be together with a bunch of network marketers either. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you you know you have to watch out for is. And I'm sorry for any network that, marketers that are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do well. There's you know we have network marketers in our group, and they're very good uh, about those types of things. I mean, you know, they'll tell us, "Oh, I got promoted or whatever," and we're very excited. Ra 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 ra. You know. Uh, and I follow them on Facebook and see what they're going on and try to, to interact with them when we're not together. But we, we have had at least one come and be really domineering, and you know, and that is difficult, and, and that's right. you know, what happens sometimes when you're in a group setting. But I think when it comes to when, when you're feeling like things aren't working for you at home, you know, my thing is like why isn't it working and what can I do to fix it? Uh, and for me, of course, it would be short of going out and getting a job. <laughs> so, yeah, um, well, I, I tossed that around, that, too. Yeah. I pretty quickly rejected that one. <laughs> yeah. There, now, there are some people where that might be the answer. I mean, I have heard that where people have said, you know, I'm just sort of tired of wearing every single hat or, you know, just, they they like to have sort of the controls, and I don't want to say being controlled, but the you know the boundaries that come with leaving the house and having a cubby and knowing what you're supposed to do, and then you leave it all. Uh, you know, some people discover that that they really like that much better. I'm not one of them, uh, but uh, but there's some people that do like that. But I think if you want to continue to work at home, it's just trying to figure out okay, what's not working and how can I make it work. And, again, there's online methods to do that that don't take a lot of time. But if you need the face-to-face, you know, there are ways to get out in the world. Meetup is one way to get out in the world. Or, you know, there's, there are networking groups you can join. Or just, again, participating in a hobby. Maybe it's joining a rec soccer league or, you know, auditioning right. for the community play or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I thought about kickboxing. Get out. <laughs> There you go. Go to the gym. Or, you know, sometimes I can't stand because I live, work 24-7 in my house, and it's like I can't work here another minute. I pack up the laptop and I go to Starbucks. Right. And I'm working there. But every now and then I'll actually meet somebody and, you know, we'll just start chatting. And, you know, so that's that's an option as well. Well, you know, and I realized yesterday um, my husband and I, uh, 18 months ago, uh, decided to go down to one car because we both worked at home and, you know, we really didn't need two cars most of the time. And so I have been really, really limited in my flexibility to get out. And I just got a new car. Well, not new. I got I got a car yesterday. And <laughs> uh, I'm so excited about um you know just the flexibility because you know if my husband went off to uh to do something I'd think oh well I'll just run over to the grocery store and then I'd go out and there'd be no car there and it's like <laughs> oh I can't even do that yeah and you know so we were having to coordinate and I mean it worked really well and it was a great way uh to economize at, at a time when we needed to be cutting back so um you know so I am going to take some action on this and Leslie I so so appreciate you taking the time today. 
And uh, I know you said that you have uh, have started putting together some pitches for a new book, so you need to promise us that uh, that when you get that into print that you will come back and talk to us again. I will definitely, and I, I appreciate your inviting me back. I always enjoy being on the show. Well, you know, it's so funny because uh, for a while I had an intern who was posting every single week, um, you know, the top shows, and you know, there wasn't really a lot of uh, a lot of change. And then all of a sudden, last week I looked and I thought, wow, Leslie's number one. I'm going to have to ask her to be back on because I think it was early 2010, April of 2010, that I had yeah. you on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I anyway, like number one. <laughs> <laughs> well. As you should, my dear. <laughs> but it just shows, you know, that the topic is timely and that people are reevaluating for all kinds of reasons. And, yeah. you know, there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer. For some people, it is best to work for someone else where they get a paycheck. Uh, for others, um, you know, that would be like prison. And, you know, that that's what it would be to me. Now, yeah. you know, running my own firm and, and having it grow enough that I can have a few really, really smart people around me, uh, you know, in a small office somewhere with a, a view of the water, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always thought if if employers would let you show up when you wanted to show up, and let you take a nap after lunch, that <laughs> then it would be okay. I'd be happy to do that. You know, I mean, there and I go. as long as I got my work done, right? Because that's you know the thing. But most employers, you know, judge you based on how many hours you put in, not how productive yes. you are. So exactly, they they tell you when to show up, and they don't let you nap. I like my naps. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, Leslie's book is the Work at Home Success Bible. Uh, Leslie, can you share with folks the best way to get in touch with you if if they uh, would like to read your blog or, or get in touch with you? Well, uh, the Work at Home Success website is workathomesuccess.com. And, uh, you know, I post work-at-home jobs and home business articles, and um, I've started doing more videos lately, so you can check me out in my Mickey Mouse years, because, well, you're in Florida. <laughs> I just did a blog post on what uh, I learned from Walt Disney about uh, running a business, and uh, there's also information about the book there as well, uh, so that they can, uh, you know, the book's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all those types of places. Great, and we also have it on the Executive Girlfriends Group uh book club site, which is uh, accessible from executivegirlfriendsgroup.com and also from our private site for our members. So, Leslie, I really appreciate you joining us, and uh, we are going to turn off the recorded portion, and if if anyone uh, has any questions of you, I think we'll do that offline today. So hang on one second. Let me turn that off, and you're welcome to hang out just a few minutes with us. Okay. Oops. <laughs> if I would learn how to do my own system, that would be really good. Just a second. 